This is a WTOP original podcast. Previously on Target USA, in just three weeks in October, the world has changed dramatically. In Congress, the office of Speaker of the House declared vacant. Ukraine loses Western support. Israel is at war. A massacre in Israel, war in Gaza, spies taking advantage of it. Crossroads of a crisis. Coming up in this episode, Russian spies take advantage of the chaos in the U.S. The FBI started disseminating a special warning to Orthodox communities in the United States. Andrei Soldatov, a Russian investigative journalist, joins us with new details on Crossroads of a Crisis, Part 2. That's coming up in this episode of Target USA. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. In the last six months, there's been an awful lot of chaos around the world. There have been conflicts that have broken out in West Africa, in Niger. There's a conflict in Sudan. There's another ongoing one. The big one that we've been talking about for more than a year and some time is in Ukraine. Then the situation in Gaza and Israel has happened. What's taken place while the world has been focused on these conflicts, what's taken place is shocking. According to Andrei Soldatov and numerous other sources, Russian spies have tried to take advantage of it by concocting a plan to try to recruit people from within the Orthodox Church, which, mind you, is not a new thing, but they're trying to recruit people from the Orthodox Church. Andrei Soldatov, an investigative journalist, joins us on this program to talk about it. But he starts us off talking about his situation. He has been targeted by the Russian government as well. Uh, yes, last year I was put on the wanted list of uh, uh, the Russian authorities. And it's, um, I know that the criminal investigation was launched by the investigative committee, but it started with a report of the FSB. So I know for a fact that it was started by the FSB. And the case is still under investigation, which means that uh, the Russian security services uh, have all legal pretexts to keep uh, the uh, operation against me alive so they can do whatever they want. Uh, and uh, also it means that uh, I cannot travel to uh, certain countries which are still on friendly terms with, uh, with the Russian security services. What do you think they want? Why, why, why do they have you on this list? What's the what's what's behind this? Well, I think it's not only about me. Of course, I'm not the only uh, Russian journalist uh, in exile uh, who is prosecuted now by the Kremlin. Uh, I think it reflects uh, the Kremlin's and uh, the Russian security services uh, paranoia about the threat uh, posed by political. Uh, immigration. And uh, I think we spoke about this topic before, but it is an extremely important thing for the Russian security services and their mindset. They really believe that uh, the political regime in the country is very fragile, so it needs to be protected by all means. And one of the biggest threats is posed by political immigrants. Why? Because we're all 
remember uh, 1970s, the Russian Revolution, and they believe that this revolution was started by Vladimir Lenin, who was a political emigre. Of course, this, uh, this picture is too simple, but it is exactly the picture they have in their mind. Yeah, it is. It is exactly uh, as you say. Um, well, thank you for, again, uh, coming and updating us on that situation. And um, we hope that you and Irina Borogan, your your partner, uh, are both safe and will stay remain safe. Uh, speaking of which, you both just wrote a piece called Putin's Useful Priests. And the subtitle is The Russian Orthodox Church and the Kremlin's Hidden Influence Campaign in the West. What what is that hidden influence campaign? What's it all about? Well, we all know that uh, the connection between the Russian Orthodox Church and the Russian security and intelligence agencies have been close for a very long time. But it is the very first time we learned that the FBI started disseminating a special warning to Orthodox, uh, Orthodox communities in the United States. And I'm talking not only about the Russian Orthodox community, but for instance, the Greek Orthodox communities, uh, basically uh, trying to warn uh, uh, that, that these communities, that uh, the Russian intelligence agencies are working really hard trying to uh, penetrate these communities, recruit people and approach them and infiltrate basically these communities in the United States. That th That's pretty shocking. Um, I mean, but it shouldn't be. I mean, it it shouldn't be shocking, but it is. And and the reason that so, what do they think they can gain by doing this, Sandre? Well, we need to understand that uh, 2022 was uh, a disastrous year for uh, Russian intelligence agencies for many reasons. Uh, but one of them is that many European countries, specifically in Europe. Uh, expelled lots of Russian diplomats, and it is a traditional cover for Russian spies. So Russian intelligence agencies lost a lot uh, in 2022, and now they need to be very inventive in trying to substitute for what they lost. And we've been seeing that they are getting more and more inventive uh, uh, throughout this year, 2023, for instance, uh, never before Russian intelligence agencies used sounds of Russian oligarchs to spy for them. And now we see that. Uh, we see that sounds of Russian officials, top-level officials, have been used in Russian spy operations. Or we see that they are trying to recruit more and more uh, in, uh, in, the wave, uh, in the recent wave of, uh, the most recent wave of Russian immigration. Uh, and of course, we are talking about many, many people who are now uh, either trying to leave Russia or already left. And the FSB trying, and not only the FSB, but SVR and Russian military intelligence are trying really hard to penetrate these communities because it is a way for them to uh, to replace uh, the positions, intelligence positions they lost last year. The church is one of... Uh, unfortunately, is one of the organizations which was always quite close to the Russian security services. It started many years ago, but with Putin and under Putin, uh, this relationship became really close and uh, they help each other, uh, especially when we have a big crisis. 
and now it is the biggest crisis uh, Vladimir Putin has ever faced. So recently, um, I spent some time in Poland and Ukraine, and I noticed while in Poland that there was a large number of refugees um, that Russian intelligence tried to recruit to go into Poland to try to sabotage the transportation network that was bringing weapons into Ukraine. And the people they tried to recruit had absolutely no experience based on what I learned from conversations with Polish officials uh, and security officials. They had absolutely no experience in that kind of spy and in that world. And I'm wondering, and you're probably aware of that, I'm probably wondering, do you think that they could possibly be successful trying to recruit people from within the church? Do you think these people might have skills or, or are they just simply trying to recruit anybody? Are they desperate to just get anyone to be eyes and ears for them? Well, to be honest, Russian intelligence agencies uh, began behaving like they were in, in a time of war when you do not actually think of uh, the cost of your operations. You just need to get things done. And that started even before the full-scale invasion. But now they are in a, uh, in a war and they completely disregard what might happen to the people they recruit. They just need to, uh, to, to uh, recreate the networks uh, they lost because of all these expulsions of the last year. And they're getting quite desperate, but also I think it reflects uh, the mentality specifically of the Russian military intelligence. They believe that uh, the, main, the most important thing is to uh, conduct an operation. If the agents might be caught and imprisoned uh, because of this operation, it's a problem. Wow. So have you seen any uh, evidence anecdotally or otherwise that this Orthodox Church operation that is underway in the U.S., that it's bearing any fruit? The FBI and its warning provided the name of one particular individual. Uh, his name is Dmitry Petrovsky, and uh, he was a member of uh, the church's foreign relations department. And we know that for a fact. He also uh, was not very careful about what he was doing. The FBI apparently uh, knows about his activities because uh, some months ago, actually a year ago, he was stopped at the border trying to enter the United States. And he had with him a laptop with lots of files, uh, with personal information on uh, prominent members of uh, the Orthodox community in the United States. What is more, he has a document in his laptop uh, describing the relationships between uh, the Russian Orthodox Church and Russian intelligence agencies, which is an absolutely amazing thing. I mean, I still cannot understand why he decided to bring such a sensitive document with him uh, to the United States. But it looks like he was never very careful. Uh, and for instance, on his... Um, on his avatar in the social media, he has a, uh, a symbol of the Russian military intelligence. Uh, and uh, so it, it looks like he was almost boasting about his uh, connections with, uh, within the Russian intelligence agencies. 
after we published our story and even before that we, of course we asked it for comments the russian orthodox church and they immediately after the publication they sent us a letter saying well this guy he he was fired some months ago for me it's a clear sign that the church is trying to distance themselves from such people but of course we understand that petrovsky is uh, hardly the only person who was uh, working in close connection with the Russian uh, security services and intelligence agencies, and not the only one who was sent to the United States. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I spoke um, with um, one of your country people the other day, uh, Natalia Arno, who um, we were talking about her situation because she was poisoned a little earlier in the year. And she lives in the U.S. And she was basically giving a very stark, simple, direct, and urgent warning to the expat community in the U.S., and not just there, but where you live and everywhere else, that the Russian security services are coming after you, uh, and they're coming after everyone that they feel is um, an enemy or is a problem right now, especially considering this war situation. Um, where do you think their biggest target base is? Well, I think that Natalia is absolutely right. Unfortunately, her case is not the only case we have this year. Uh, there were some other attempts uh, of attacking Russian political emigrants. Uh, it's mostly happening uh, in Europe. I think just for logistical reasons, it's easier to do these kind of things in Europe uh, than in the United States. But it doesn't mean that uh, we can completely uh well rule out the, the possibility that something um c- could be done also in the united states i think the biggest problem and the biggest thing for the russian security services and intelligence agencies is well the kind of training they are getting as far as i know from my sources it's also it's always based on three things in every crisis, in every situation, the Russian spies, they are looking for three things. The leader, uh, who is in charge of the organization. Uh, the, the money, they are trying to follow the money. And they are always trying to identify a link to someone from outside. For instance, uh, some hostile forces like, I don't know, the United States, Great Britain, uh, European security or intelligence agencies. So they always are looking for these three things. So people, that means that people who are very prominent uh, in the Russian political immigrant community might be the targets because they could be considered the leaders. Uh, people who are in charge of uh, uh, collecting uh, funds for the activities of uh, Russian activists or uh, trying to provide help uh, the refugees, including Ukrainian refugees, also might be a target because they, they have something to do with uh, money. And people who are in contact with uh, 
for instance, the Congress in the United States or the Parliament here in London, they also could be considered a target because they provide a link uh, in, uh, in the vocabulary of the Russian security services. Andre, this is a very serious situation in the United States right now, in part because there is an election coming soon. Donald Trump is running in that election, uh, and there are those who believe Donald Trump is a close ally of Vladimir Putin's and of the Kremlin. This is not a political show, and you're not into political uh, whatever. You you just deal with investigations, the hard, dirty truth about what's happening out there in the intelligence and security world, but you, it's impossible to separate the concerns that are facing the American community right now because of the election and because of the concerns that we recently discovered that there is a revival of the same kind of troll activity that was taking place before the 2016 election, although it's different now because most folks are aware of it and the FBI and everybody else are very much aware of it. But as you look at all of the things that is happening are happening one with this Orthodox Church situation, with the 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 poisonings and the 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 other types of ways in which the Russian intelligence services are trying to find out this information because they've lost their eyes and ears in so many different places. What's the message from you to Americans, um, not just expats from Russia, but all Americans? What's the message from you for them? Well, I think what we need to understand and what we need to remember that in this war uh, between Russia and Ukraine, uh, the Russian security services and the Kremlin now understand very clearly that they cannot achieve any victory on the battlefield. That is absolutely clear. What they are looking for, they are looking for some outside factor which may dramatically change the situation on the battlefield and in this war. And they have big expectations of the U.S. elections. They think that this outside factor might come from the United States, and that might change the game. And that is why we do not see and we haven't seen any attempts to launch any kind of offensive operations right now in Ukraine. What the Russian, Russian security services and the Russian army, first of all, are doing in Ukraine, they're digging deeper and deeper, uh, and well, they're defending their uh, positions against the Ukrainian counteroffensive because what they do, they are actually waiting and seeing what might happen in Europe and in the United States. So for them, it is a key factor, and we just need to remember that. So when you look at what happened with Robert Fico in Slovakia over the weekend, what does that tell you? It tells me that uh, while the Kremlin is, uh, is probably is getting a bit more optimistic because their biggest hopes are that the situation in the United States might change the game, but also that uh, this universal support uh, of Ukraine in Europe might collapse at some point. And they're hoping for that. They are, uh, they are counting on that at some point. Uh, it, of course, it's not very strategic for them because you cannot have this kind of uh, game plan uh, for your war. But 
for Putin, the situation in Ukraine and the war has been always a very emotional issue. For many Russian generals, it is the same thing. Once again, they do not believe that they could achieve uh, a victory on the battlefield. So they are looking for some things, some signs that the situation might change. And of course, we understand that uh, the European and American support for the war in Ukraine and for not for the war for, of Ukraine, but for the Ukrainian forces is absolutely crucial. So a couple more things. What is it that can be done? Because you're an expert on this, and we've talked about the strengths and the weaknesses of Russian intelligence for a couple of years now. What is it? What's the weakest link in the Russian intelligence operation that you've outlined that's going on everywhere? Um, they have operatives and certainly what they're trying to do specifically with the church here in the U.S. and other places and these other operations. What's the weakest link in that whole thing right now? Well, I think it is uh, the sense of urgency uh, the Russian spies have right now. They are in a time of a war, so they need to act really quickly. And uh, sometimes it means, in many cases it means, that they uh, they just should conduct their operations no matter what. That means that they could burn some precious sources they have developed before the war started. And that uh, that actually means that it could provide some opportunities for counterintelligence agencies in the United States and in Europe. It would be easy for them now to identify Russian activities because the Russian spies are so desperate. Okay. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you think is important as it relates to the article that you wrote and anything else you've written since then or anything that has to do with this situation with Russian intelligence and the desperation you're talking about right now? I think one thing is uh, what, which is important is uh, that we can have this picture that Russian spies are incompetent and desperate, and uh, we can get a completely wrong perception that these people are not really dangerous. Actually, the real situation is um, the complete opposite. Precisely for that reason, that they are so desperate and not really competent, they are extremely dangerous. They are getting more and more adventurous and more and more brutal. Even before the war started, they already felt that operations like assassinations were justified. And now we have the war, which means that all kinds of brutal actions, assassinations, uh, subversive activities are considered absolutely legal and uh, okay in the Kremlin and by the Russian intelligence agencies. And we need to be ready for that. Crossroads of a Crisis, Part 2. That was Andrei Soldatov, a Russian investigative journalist who has been himself under pressure. The Russian government is hunting for him. Coming up in our next episode, Crossroads of a Crisis, Part 3. A look at the chaos in Israel and Gaza. The Israeli Defense Forces say they, for weeks, have been urging people in many different ways to move. Uh, one is we dropped more than a million and a half flyers to civilians in the northern part of the Strip, instructing them to move. This is Major Libby Weiss. We've made more and sent more than uh, 5 million phone calls and text messages instructing people to move. And she says they haven't stopped there. We've made 20,000 personal phone calls to civilians telling them to move. And there's evidence people are moving. 
And we've seen we've seen people move at this stage more than 900,000. But even in the South, there's danger there as well. That's coming up on the next episode of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. The letter J, the color green, one word, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa. jgreen at wtop.com. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com slash email. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast.